Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Let me ask you this question. Did you know that it takes about seven times for a woman to leave an abusive relationship? On average, it takes a woman seven attempts to leave an abusive relationship for good. Today, we're going to go deeper into this topic. I am your host, Raquel Kalina. I'm going to be talking about leaving the cycle of an abusive relationship and why it often takes about seven attempts to break free. If this is you, know that you're not alone. And if it's not you and you know someone in this situation, would you please be so kind as to share this episode with one or maybe two? I would really appreciate it. But more than anything, whoever you're thinking about would really appreciate it even more. Before I dive into today's topic, I want to extend my heartfelt support for all the brave women and men out there who are listening. Remember, you deserve to be loved, cherished, and respected in any type of relationship. So why does it take about seven times to finally leave an abusive relationship? This is a question that haunts many of us who have witnessed the struggle of our friends, family members, and even experienced it ourselves. Today, we're going to explore the key factors that contribute to this cycle. Number one, fear. This fear can be divided into two buckets. In bucket number one is the fear of the unknown, a fear we live with every day, a fear of not knowing the next steps in our lives, and that makes us uncomfortable. At times, it makes us even more than our uncomfortable lives. Let me explain. It seems easier to have some kind of security because even if it's abusive, you still have a roof over your head and you're provided for. Even if you're being treated like crap, it makes some sense. I have been there too. The uncomfortable zone becomes the comfortable zone to an extent. So it's easier to stay with what you know than try to experience the unknown. Bucket number two. This is a fear of him or her of what they can do if they find you, what they can do if you later on have to share custody with kids and the kids have to stay alone with them, fear of leaving pets behind that can be subjective to the abuse as well. But there is one more fear. This is the fear they will create as a last resort. This is the fear for his life. This is a very common topic and most of the time a very unreal but very manipulated one. They can threaten about suicide or hurting themselves. Don't worry, this will be a podcast in itself, maybe next week, and we will go deeper into this subject, so stay tuned. Now we're going to be talking about number two. This is isolation. Abusers often isolate you from the support networks like friends or family and will make it harder for you to make new friends like at work or church, etc. This will make you feel like you have nowhere to run. It can make you feel difficult in seeking help or even share your experience with anybody else. This type of isolation usually takes you away from your family members or friends and even when you're not completely away from them, it can make you feel like you can't talk to them about your situation. 
Being isolated from people makes you feel like you're detached from them. And the longer you've been away, or even if the contact is just starting to disappear or dissipate, it's just making you feel like you have nowhere to run. You have no support or community whatsoever. This will leave you feeling empty, used, unvalued, and worst of all, it will make you feel like you're completely alone and there is nobody there for you. That's intentional. That is a reason they create isolation to keep you away from anybody that can help you in the moment that you figure them out. Number three, one of the significant reasons why leaving becomes challenging is the emotional manipulation. This includes gaslighting, cheating, constant lying. They may alternate between moments of kindness and moments of cruelty. This will leave you confused and emotionally attached to them. This happens almost every time, and that's how they create a trauma bond. The trauma bond gets you addicted to the cycle of abuse. Because of this emotional manipulation, you're being pushed and pulled. They will make you feel good, but then they will make you feel bad. But then when they make you feel bad, you're craving the goodness. And when you're in the goodness, you're okay. Not only that, but they tend to exploit your feelings. They tend to make you feel bad by telling you you're ruining the family. You're breaking us all up. They tend to make it your fault. There's manipulation in making you supposedly take that last step or make that final decision. If you stay, they will use that as permission for more abuse because it was your choice. Number four, low self-esteem. When you've been under prolonged abuse, this leads to severe decline in your self-esteem and your self-worth. This makes you start to believe that you deserve the mistreatment, making it even harder to be able to break free. When you're in an abusive relationship, they will break you down. They will break you down as a person, making you feel like you have to be walking on eggshells, watching every word you say, every action that you take, and make you feel like you can't do anything by yourself. This low self-esteem would make you feel like you have no value. It will make you feel like you're nothing, especially if you're going to be nothing without them. Because they'll also use it to make you feel like, not that you're nothing, but you'll be nothing without them. The more attached you are to them, the lower you're going to be feeling about yourself. But then also, the more attached you will be to them. Making it harder to break free because you feel like you need them. You need them around financially, emotionally, and sometimes just not to be or feel alone because you think you can't do any better. And you might even get to the point where you're thinking that it's all your fault. You probably won't even know that it is abuse, but you will be thinking that whatever is going on is your fault because they make you feel lower and lower and lower about yourself every single time. Number five is financial independence. This is a huge one because of the financial abuse that I've already spoken in previous episodes. Being financially controlled is a way to keep you stuck into the relationship. If you have no financial independence, you might feel like it's impossible to leave the relationship. Being financially controlled makes it hard to leave. When you have no money, when you don't have a job, when you have children that depend on you and you have no income, no steady income, or very low income, this can be one of the many ways why you're feeling so trapped in the relationship and make it even harder to move away from it. I'm going to make a pause right here. If this is you, I'm not an expert in this matter, and you can also follow people that talk more about this subject, but I created a guide called the Side Hustle Guide. 
It has about 100 links that you can look into and find information to find a side hustle that might help you work from home, work when he's not around, and maybe even help you make a couple of bucks so you can start planning to leave and plan your exit strategy, your getaway. If you're interested in that free guide, just go to RaquelColina.com. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Number six, hope for change. This is a huge one. We often hold on because we think that they will change. And I'm saying we because that's one of the main reasons why I stayed. You think that if you stay, if you hold on just a little longer, that promise that they've made, that future faking about all these things that you're going to have and you're going to be able to do in the future makes you hope for a change that will never come. But it makes you hopeful for a good relationship, makes you feel that you have to put in the time and the effort for your relationship to work. And this will keep you locked in the cycle of abuse over and over and over again. Because whenever there's a small change, you're going to be thinking that things are going to go the way that you think they should. But then they go back to the way they've always been. Narcissists are incapable of change because they have no empathy and they cannot learn from their mistakes. They know how to fool you into believing that they're going to change, but they're not really capable of learning from what they've done. They're going to keep repeating the same behaviors. They're never going to go back to the person that you met and fell in love with because that person never existed. Here you have seven reasons why you might be feeling stuck in an abusive relationship. It takes you seven time to leave. Why? Because you get stuck in all of these. You take one step forward and then you take two steps back and that is another cycle. This cycle is so heavy on you that it takes seven times for you to leave the abuser. Seven times that you've tried to talk to people around you and tried to explain what is happening in your relationship. Seven times people have let you down because they don't believe you. They don't recognize the abuse. Seven times to pack your bags, either physically or mentally leaving. Trying to leave this relationship before you can actually leave your relationship. 99% of people would say, I'd never fall into a toxic or abusive relationship. Well, guess what? We did too. We as victims, as survivors of any type of physical, financial, sexual, or any type of abuse, we said that that would never happen to us. The reality of the matter is that it does happen. And when it happens, it's not because we're stupid, as we tend to believe. It's because we see all the signs when we get out, not once when we were in it. It's easy to look back and see all the mistakes. It's not easy to see them while you're in there. How many times while driving have you not tried to fall into a puddle and you end up falling into the puddle anyways? Because you didn't see it. How many times haven't you fallen down a set of stairs or even a step while you were walking because you didn't see it? Because we don't see things, it becomes harder to recognize. It takes seven times to actually leave a toxic, abusive relationship because the cycle of abuse is so dangerous and so entangling that you keep getting wrapped up in the abuse and the manipulation. Not only did you get wrapped up in the love bombing where you believe this person is as perfect as they may be, but they hook you to start the cycle of abuse. The biggest problem out of all of this is that they know when to push and pull. They push you when they know they have you. And then when they know that they have you, they start abusing you. The problem is that our minds let this go. And that is why I always say that you need to journal. When you journal, 
you can look back at the things that have happened and you don't feel as crazy as when you do when you're trying to think about them. We tend to make things bigger in our heads and then they actually are. The world is not conditioned to understand narcissistic abuse, emotional, mental, or financial abuse. They're still struggling to understand sexual assault and sexual abuse and where the boundaries lie. We're not even talking about people understanding what narcissistic abuse does. I packed. I kicked him out at least five times. I remember leaving him and then having him come back. I remember leaving him and ending up moving to Florida with him. I remember leaving and never coming back. That last one, I wasn't sure if I would follow through. I didn't know if it would stick because it wasn't easy. We had been living together on and off for over 10 years. I was used to having a man in the house, supposedly a father for my children. And I was used to having somebody help me around the house and having company. It wasn't easy to think that I was going to live all by myself. I mean, other than my kids. Not only by myself financially, but by myself in a sense of the word. I racked up a lot of debt when I left them. I didn't have the finances, but I did have the credit. If you have the credit, you have the finances. Because I lived off of credit cards, not completely, but I lived off of them for a few years. And I didn't screw up my credit. Actually, it helped me to fix it. I wasn't putting everything in the cards, but it was helping me out when I needed more. And by paying the minimum, I was able to save my credit as well. It was hard to make the payments. And that's why I started paying the minimum. That last time though, that last time where I picked up and never looked back was the time where I really started to get ready before I, I was leaving. If you don't feel like you have everything in place, more than likely, you're going to come back. I started buying things every time I would get a paycheck. I would go to the store and then drop it off at my sister's house. Every single week I got paid, I bought something for the house. Because when I left, I only took what I bought with my own money. I didn't take anything that he had bought. I didn't have plates. I didn't have utensils. I didn't have anything to cook with. Knives, spoons. I had to buy everything from scratch. I didn't have a coffee maker. So all these things I started saving up at my sister's house. Until the day I left. The day I left, I called her and I started picking everything that I had left there. And I moved into my home. It takes about seven times to actually leave. Would you actually do it? The cycle of abuse pushes you and pulls you in. And with those pushes, you gotta run. You gotta roll with the punches when that happens. You have to move forward and you have to think about yourself or yourself and your kids if you have kids. It takes seven times to leave. Would you actually leave? Because it was worth it. The more times you forgive and you come back, the worse it gets. It took me seven years to leave him once I realized that I should have left. I got in over $28,000 in debt. Some of the things were necessary. Some of them were not. I said when I actually found a job with a salary, because I used to work on commissions, I was going to start paying them off. And as I started paying them off, the pandemic hit. And that didn't happen. But because God always has a plan, I ended up paying my debt two months before the date that I had set for myself. Things are not easy when you leave. It takes courage. It takes strength. You have the strength. Don't you dare let anybody tell you that you don't have it because you do. To stay, take all this abuse and still love on that person that is abusing you, whether you know it or not, that takes a lot of strength. You are strong and you are courageous. And don't let anybody tell you different because to leave an abusive relationship 
is not easy. It's breaking the trauma bond, the pull from that relationship, whether you want to call it love or whatever you want to call it. It's strong. Because the way that you have been brainwashed during the relationship keeps you pulling, keeps pulling at you. Let's change the way you see yourself. Repeat after me. I am strong enough. I am confident enough. I will have the finances. I can do anything. And for those believers, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. Don't let anybody make you believe that you don't have what it takes to leave. Don't let anybody tell you that they don't believe you. Out of all the cases of abuse, only 2% of these are not real. So that means that 98% of abuse cases are real. That should tell you a lot. If you have a friend who's telling you that they feel like they're abused, that they're starting to feel like they're going crazy, believe them. Because it's not easy to talk about it, and it's not easy to put yourself in that place, that you are strong enough to leave. I don't know if this is your first time, second time, or even the seventh attempt, but it is time. Breaking free from the cycle of abuse is incredibly challenging, but it's not impossible. If you or someone you know is seeking support, community, and resources to help in their healing journey, I want to tell you about the Rising Strong Society. It's a membership program specially designed to help women recover and rebuild their lives after abusive relationships. The program offers mentorship and guidance to help you not only heal, but also learn from your experience to make sure this doesn't happen again. I understand that everybody's journey is unique, and that is how you as a founding member can help create a different experience. From masterclass videos, mindset videos, book clubs, community, and much more, the Rising Strong Society has it all. We're going to be talking about rebuilding confidence and self-love. I believe that self-confidence and self-love are definitely the foundation for a healthy and happy life. It's also going to deal with breaking isolation. The community provides a safe space where you can connect with other women who have gone through similar experiences. The sense of belonging can be incredibly healing and reassuring. This is not just another program. It's creating a sisterhood of survivors to uplift each other during the healing journey. If you're someone you know is ready to take the first step towards healing, I invite you to join the community. To learn more, go to RaquelColina.com forward slash membership and sign up to join. You don't have to face this journey alone. Remember, healing is possible and together we will rise. To conclude our episode, keep in mind that it doesn't take much to leave. It's a choice that you have to make. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you are right. But it's up to you to make the changes. And whether it's the first, third, or seventh time, create an exit strategy. Set a date. Make it a goal, not a vision in your head. Put it out there. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. And that applies to this episode better than any other. I hope this episode has helped you see things in a different light that will propel you to move towards the life you deserve. If you don't know if you're in an abusive relationship, you can also go to RaquelColina.com towards the bottom of the page. You can find a resource there, a guide that will help you assess your relationship. I'll put the link in the show notes for you as well. We've made it to the end of the episode. Hope you got the information you needed to move forward and just know that I love you for your continued support and I am here for you to help you move forward, to learn, 
heal. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week. 